Welcome to the Akko Shiurim series, dedicated in memory of Rabbi Daniel Levi Zatzal. As we conclude Bezer Hashem Yisbaruch, our series of Shiurim about the, the concept of Machel Shenechel Kamoy Shuchai, of Fuda Kribit and Ruah, which as we began this series, we learned from the Gemara Masechta Vadezor, the Flamet Chesim Bez, that there is no Iser Bishal Akam such food. The Paiskim say that if, a, if there is a food which most people eat raw, but there are indeed some people that don't eat it raw, the Paiskim say, Bottle Data Eitzel Kaladam. And we go follow the majority of people, and since most people eat the food raw, the Allah is that it will be considered And of course it goes the other way as well, that if there's a food that most people only eat in a cooked form, even though there are individuals that eat it raw, it's still going to be considered subject to Hilchas Bishal Akam. The Chachmas Adam in Klal Samach Vov, Din Dalit says, Klal when determining the status of food, we look at the place. Something which is typically eaten to be the people in that place raw, or in that place it's in the category of it's mutter. If only he eats it raw, and that is the opinion of the Aruch HaShulchan and the Kafachaim as well. There is, however, an opinion of the Bnei Chaye, which is quoted in the Daki Tshuva here in Sifkotan Gimel. And he says that when we speak about Bishal Akam, we look at the individual and not the Minik HaMokam. As I said, most Paiskim don't follow that opinion. And the basis of that opinion is as we discussed in our previous year. How do we look at the Isser Bishlakim? Do we look at the Isser Bishlakim as Isser Chefza? It's a din on the food. And if it's a din on the food, so then we have to categorize every food. Is it Nech And if, is it not if, however, as we suggested according to some Paiskim in that year as well, that Bishl Akam is a Isagavra, it depends on the individual. So then in determining the status of a food, we look at every individual independently. I saw that the Paiskim, the the Paiskim point out that following the opinion of the besides that most Paiskim, as we've said, don't follow that opinion, can lead to interesting situations where you'll have a guest in your house and you'll have a food that most people, that you eat raw, and he eats only cooked. Will he be allowed to eat in your home or vice versa? Because if we look at it according to the Bnei Chai, as an individual's style, it will become extremely complicated. But what is, of course, an interesting question 
is what is the halacha with different countries? You have a in one country you have a food that's eaten raw, and in another country it's not eaten raw, and it's only cooked. So there the pre chadash in sif cotton gimel, the aruch in sif yud beis, and the shalos tshuvas. Say we go, we go, we go. Each place has its own minig, and we go. In each place has its minig, and if in that place people eat it that way, so then we look at the way they eat it in that place. There are paiskim that I sort of suggest that if it doesn't make any sense what they're doing in a certain place, even though it's the minig of an entire country, it becomes insignificant. Most Paiskim don't hold that way. What's going to be the aloha if you have a food that's cooked in a place where by an akum, where it's eaten raw, that country it's eaten raw, and then it's brought to another country where it's not eaten raw, or vice versa. It's cooked by an akum in a place where it's not eaten raw, and then it's brought to a place where it's eaten raw. So, again, since it seems that the way we're paskening, that we're paskening, and that's the opinion of most paiskim, that Issa Bishl Akim is Issa Chefza. So, if we say it's an Issa Chefza, it depends on the place where it was cooked. And, like we quoted in the previous year, the famous words of the Maril. If it became Osir because of the Isser of Bishal Akam, it remains Osir, and presumably it goes the other way as well. That if it's Mutter, so it became Mutter, and once it became Mutter, it remains Mutter. One more final question that we need to discuss when we speak about Bishal Akam about the concept of is of course the famous food that many people, that became very popular that many people eat, and that's sushi. And sushi is, has fish in the middle, there's rice around it, and then there's nori sheets around the rice. So the question is, is there an Issa Bishalakam on sushi? So certainly everybody agrees that there's an issue of bishlakam on the cooked rice. Rice is a food where there's an iser bishlakam. It's important to point out, in our previous year we spoke about foods that were partially cooked. Parboiled rice is not subject to bishlakam because since even if an akam did the parboiling, it's not edible until you finish the cooking. So that mice bishl it's not considered a mice bishal, and there is no issue of bishal on food that on rice that's parboiled. But getting back to our subject, the subject of bishal akam on sushi. So again, if we speak about the rice, the rice is considered a food that that there's an issue of bishal and of course, therefore, whenever we speak about sushi, we're going to be concerned about the bishal There's no way to get around the rice issue. The issue, however, is that there are certain varieties of sushi that eat that are raw fish. So what will that do to the status of fish 
if we think about foods that are subject to bishlakim, certainly fish is on top of the list. Fish is typically always a food that is not eaten raw. And therefore, it's sub, and it's oil malachim, it's a significant food. And therefore, the question is, how do we treat, how do we treat fish? How do we treat sushi? So the Paiskim make a number of points. One point they make, when we speak about specifically sushi, yes, there are raw fish in some varieties of sushi. But I saw that both, both the opinion of Rabelsky Zetzal and Lahavdu Bechayim Lechayim, Rav Herschel Shechter Shlita, is that the reason the raw fish is eaten is not because it's really edible, a raw fish. When it's part of this mixture with the rice and the spices and the vegetables and all the other ingredients that are made with the sushi, that's why the fish is edible raw. So they want to say that that doesn't make a fish, that doesn't make the fish nech kamashuchai. Nech kamashuchai is only when you could eat the fish, when you eat that fish independently raw. But if it's only eaten raw because it's part of a mixture with other fish, that won't make it, sub, that won't exclude it from the issue of bishalakim. They also take the opinion that even if the type of fish that's used in sushi is a fish that can be eaten raw, that won't change the entire category of fish. That particular fish, perhaps we could say, it became so popular to eat that fish when it's raw in eating sushi. But that won't have any relevance to all other fish. We spoke about this in a previous year also. You could have the tamarim morim, and you could have the tamarim that are not morim. And, and the Shukhnar clearly tells us they're both tamarim, but that each type of tamar is treated differently. Similarly, even if you'll say that the fish that's used in sushi is eaten raw, and the way we're learning that isn't such a simple heter, because as we just quoted the great Paiskim that hold that since it's only eaten as part of a mixture, that doesn't mean that you could eat it raw. Even if you want to argue with that opinion, it will only be relevant to the particular type of fish that are used in sushi. But fish that are not that type, and those fish are always eaten only when they're cooked, that those fish will certainly still be subject to the, to the halachas of Bishalakim.